Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eminem Marvel Media Podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Mike, and we are back to review the same show we reviewed a long time ago. Whoop, whoop, uh, what if season two? What if season two? Yes, sir. Uh, what if season two drops on Disney Plus this beautiful holiday season? And we have the pleasure of, for the first time ever, getting day after day after day after day of releases, Nick. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. I like I like it. I like it a lot. It's 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 refreshing to get something like this just to get every single day of Marvel. It it, it really is Christmas, Mike, even though it's past right now. Every day was like Christmas. Yeah, now we have fallen way behind with our anticipated recording schedule. Uh, We were originally going to do like every two episodes in one. Uh, you know, and then we'd have like four or five of these things. And then Christmas came, busy, girlfriend this, girlfriend that. <laughs> Every, everything. This, uh, ugly we, sweater party. We and had it, a lot going on. Yeah, we were both pretty fucking busy. And here we are. Uh, this is going to be episodes one, two, and three. There will be another one, which we're literally going to record right after this. Uh, we'll record for- four, five, and six after this. Yeah. And then we will get to seven, eight, and nine this weekend, hopefully before the new year. Hopefully, gonna try to. Yeah. So that's gonna be uh, a lot to do, a lot to keep up with, a lot of episodes, a lot of episodes, a lot of <laughs> beautiful ducks. Oh my god! I, I, I had to say it because it was uh, so. No, no, I I know. Um, the Shane Gillis stand-up special that is probably some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's so funny, bro. Um. So yeah. So, what if season two so far has been great in my opinion? All the episodes that we have seen so far are great. Now, Mike, we were talking about episode one, two, and three for this episode. Um. Out of I'll say right I'll say like this out of the three first episodes, what has been your favorite out of the first three? Probably the Happy Hogan episode. The Happy Hogan, okay, yeah, okay. the Happy Hogan saves Christmas episode. Um, partially because, again, so what what if likes to do is to take characters who are background characters in the movies and the TV shows. And make them the star of an episode of What If, essentially. Right, because we've seen so many of the main characters in the live-action series and movies that you know we already know about. I mean, we get some side-action. Exactly. Look at this season so far, okay? Nebula, a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but never the star of any show that or movie. Okay? No. Happy Hogan. Never been the star of any Iron Man movie or Spider-Man. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but never been the star. And mm-hmm. then to move forward into 4, 5, and 6, I mean, all right, fine. Iron Man, Iron Man. But Captain Carter, Peggy Carter, again, not really the star of any particular show mm-hmm. or anything like that. And then in episode 6, we get an entirely new character. Entirely new character, yeah. I think yeah. I think that was a actually, that was an original character, I think. I'm not sure either. I haven't looked into that. I think but, it is. But we'll that is the that is one of the strengths of this show. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that we actually do get to see a lot of these characters in new roles. And Happy Hogan for me, that that episode of the first three is the one that worked the best for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh because I thought number one, first off, I love Justin Hammer. 
Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so the seeing Sam Rockwell come back as Justin Hammer was awesome to see him back in the role, and then well, not see him, but hear him, uh, mm-hmm. and then also John Favreau is just. I mean, you think about how much he means to the Marvel franchise. You know, for him to be able to, you know, play Happy Hogan and kind of in like a a central way, you know, to me, mm-hmm. that's awesome. You know, the character, he deserves some love for what he's done for this franchise. No, he, he did start it off with Iron Man. You know, he was the original person that, that made this ship sail besides Kevin Feige. Um, but yeah, I think I uh, see. I like episode three a lot. Episode two is kind of more of my favorite just because you could see a different version of the, of the Avengers. Right. That's just my take on it. Okay. Um, but I also I do like the Happy Hogan episode because it gives off the Christmas vibe. But we were in that Christmas season when we were that hel- that that does help. Um, in terms of the uh, episode two, uh, with uh Peter Quill attacking the Avengers, uh, you know, let me save that for when we get to that episode because I feel like one of the most interesting things about it is what you just pointed out is the fact that we have a very different Avengers lineup. It's a very different roster. Very yes. very different roster compared to what we're used to. And well, I mean, it takes place in the '80s, so you'd expect that, but still, it's very interesting. Oh yeah. Um. So I guess let's do this. Let's let's start off with episode one real quick. Let's right. let's go with that first. So, episode one is basically Nebula. What if Nebula joined the Nova Corps or Corp? Is it Corp? Corp. 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 I mean, it, it, there's a P, but it's it's silent. Silent. That's what I figured. So basically, uh, the main plot of this episode is basically. Uh, Ronan the Accuser takes out Thanos in the Black Order and leaves uh, Nebula to die in space. And Nova Prime saves her and finds her and says, like, you know what? I find pity on you. Jo- join the Nova Corps. So she joins. She she serves for Xandar and so, so on and so forth. And then we find that uh, we don't have any Guardians of the Galaxy in this uh, universe. No. So... <laughs> So what happens is Nova Prime takes it upon herself to lock down Xandar in a 50-year shield that closes the planet so nothing gets in or out since Ronan, the accuser, decided to attack Xandar as he always planned to. Um, and from that and from that point, uh, there was big storyline with Yandu dying, finding out certain plans, going into it, and Nebula is basically playing detective in this in this episode yeah she's basically, basically she's basically a detective in this episode finding out the mystery of it all but um but yeah so from that point you see a lot of different characters you see howard the duck returns you oh see my God, yeah. Root, you see drax you see meek and korg um jude law returns as Rog. Uh, you know which was uh, I, lo- I love i don't know why i love his voice it's just like one one of the voices I like about is him, which is I don't know why. Um, but we see him return. Uh I'm trying to think of what else we did. I said Drax already. Nova yeah. Prime. No, I mean, even the Nova Prime, you know, the they bring the Nova her... Prime. I don't know if it's the original actress that voiced. I'm not sure. She didn't sound like her. But um but yeah, even the guy uh that said what a bunch of a-holes in the Guardians movie was in it as well. Yeah, that's uh Garthon Saul. He he he's kinda like in and out in this episode. Dude, but yeah, no, what a bunch of a holes. Yeah, now nah, he's back. No Denarian Day. 
Roman uh, Day. Roman Day. Roman Day. Yeah, no, John C. Riley, which is well unfortunate, but I mean, I guess it's like, look, we're making an animated show. He's a very big actor. You know, yeah. it's gonna cost us some shit to get him back in. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the moral of the story is is that uh nebula tries to find out what's happening why yandu had died nobody questioned it besides her <clears throat> she got put on this mission by nova prime saying you do by any means necessary for nova prime that's pretty crazy given the fact that there's an oath of for xandar and you know the nova Corps. so she was a little skeptical at first later on we find out that uh yamrog he was broken out of prison by Nebula to help her figure out what's going on. The plot twist, Nova Prime was the bad guy all behind along. it all. All Nova along. Prime. One of the one of the more like I want to say typical kind of switch ups where it's like you knew it was coming kind of deal. I mean, given given for an animated show, you know there would be some sort of twist, right? But yeah, basically, she was the she was the villain of this episode, and Nebula saves Xandar, and things go back in place. Ronan the Accuser dies from the shield. <laughs> oh yep, yep. Um, and you see a lot of cool things now. A bunch of things I like about this episode. There's a little like there's some hints at from other movies, obviously, besides Ronan coming to Xandar trying to destroy it. Th- there's another scene that Groot does when he does the I am Groot. Right, right. Yep. Arms back and forth destroying. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff. Howard the Duck was probably one of my favorites in this episode. Howard the Duck has such a rich legacy in Marvel, like in the comics. Hell, he even has a movie, Nick. Remember, we, we were like, when we started this podcast, that's one of the movies we're going to get to one day. You one know? day. But not today. <laughs> not today. And probably not any day soon. But regardless, Howard the Duck has a very deep run in Marvel. And, you know, he's basically just a cameo guy. In I mean, think about it. Pops up in Guardians 1, in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, he's in fucking Endgame. He is in Endgame. He's in Endgame. He's at the okay. final battle. You see him with his little gun. It's like, what the hell is he doing here? Yeah. And then he's in guard. He was in Guardians three, right? He was. He was in all the Guardians. Right. Yeah. He was. And that's right. He was in Guardians two as well for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I loved his character. He op- He has his own casino. He doesn't. Wa- he didn't want to get his liquor license removed, so he helps out Nebula. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. No. I mean, it's very. Um. It's very interesting. You know what Xandar, in and of itself, kind of reminds me of a little bit was mm. kind of the state of Hala uh, before it got fixed up at the end of the Marvels. Mm. Kind of in like that. It, like, not different, obviously, in the sense of, like, one, the sun wasn't working, and in the other, they are forcefully isolating themselves for fear of being attacked. But, like, that same sort of nature of how it was. Yeah. You know, it's like dark, gritty world. Well, yeah, it reminded me, funny enough, it reminded me of when... Yeah, you ever see the Simpsons movie where they got the dome on top of the on top of the town? <laughs> that that's what it reminded me of. Like we're all gonna die. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> what's, I want what's number three. Number three. <laughs> you elected me to lead, not to lead. Number three. <laughs> number three. Uh, so 
yeah, so uh, one thing I liked also about the episode is the fact that they had a, their own little Guardians roster in a way. They had that one little shot, which was pretty nice. No, no, I mean, they, this was definitely filled with, like, kind of like homages to the Guardians movie. And that's, like, kind of the thing about it, is that each of these episodes, all six, well, not the sixth one, because, again, that's, like, so separate mm-hmm. and everything from what we've come to know. Mm-hmm. But all of the episodes seemingly are like, oh, hey, you know, you know this movie that we did? Well, here it kind of is, but with some differences, you know? Yeah, many differences. You know, like, this to me was like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 if Nova Prime was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and then you, you sit back and you think about it. Uh, not to jump ahead to our next uh, podcast review, but episode <laughs> four is basically Thor Ragnarok starring Tony Stark. Yes. You know? yeah, And then episode five is basically Captain America the Winter Soldier slash Black Widow starring Captain Carter. Yeah. You know, it's like they combine the threads from these movies or they take characters out and put new ones in. And that's what they did here. Yes. Yes. Now, now I'd agree with you. Uh, I think this is probably the weakest of the first three. It is Uh, definitely the weakest of the first three. uh, I I have to say uh, not to say I didn't enjoy it because I did. But uh, I definitely found myself a little bit more interested in episodes two and three here. But yeah. overall, I mean, like you said, the cast of characters they put into this one, I thought it was a creative use of it. And it, look, I mean, I don't come to what if for an earth-shattering, mind-blowing time uh, of like the there, there for a good time watch. But yeah, I, I come to it for a simple watch. Yeah, I mean, overall, like you said, two and three were the stronger out of the first three episodes. Um, but yeah. I mean, overall, one's still good. Not that high on the list when we get to it in the final discussion when What If Season 2 ends. But uh, it's... Yeah, it's... no, you, you've already been crafting your list here, man. I have, because last year I wasn't as focused because every episode, to me, was a good episode. Yeah. Now, now I'm trying to be a little bit more harsh. Oh, so you're getting rotten in your old age, Nick. Getting rotten, man. I'm trying to be a little more harsh. By the I... way... It's They're all years. good. They're all good episodes. It's just I gotta be a little harsh. I gotta I gotta be honest with what I, what episodes you know suck to me. By the way, it's been two years. It's been two years. It's been two years. Yeah. Since what if? Yeah, twenty twenty one in the fall was what if. Wow. I checked that out earlier today because I wanted to make sure I wasn't I wasn't bugging, but yeah, no, it's been since two thousand twenty one. That's what. What what were you doing in 2021, Nick? What was I doing? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You know what I was doing? Suffering. You know what I'm doing now? Suffering but making money. That's a hell of a lot better, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it suffering. Uh, I'm making money. I mean, I still have student loans, so you know. All right, moving on. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so we got episode two. Episode two. So, of what if Nick? Here, here's the thing about episode two I want to get into. Okay. I want to talk about this Avengers roster. What a setup this one has. So in this universe, here's the difference. You know how Yondu is the lovable father that Peter wasn't related to? Although if you ask Drax, I always thought Yondu was your real father. You know? He's blue. <laughs> you look exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs> so, instead 
of Yondu being his real dad, because let's face it, that's basically what the Guardians movies tell us, is that Yondu was Peter's real father, and Ego was just the guy who helped make him. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that in this universe, Yondu's like, yeah, nah, let's, let's bring the kid to Ego. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get some uh, let's get some money for this guy for this kid. Yeah, let's bring him in. Yeah, you know, and that is the difference here. In this universe, Peter Quill gets dropped off by the Ravagers on the front doorstep of his daddy ego. Kurt Russell makes his return. Oh, uh, his daddy ego. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look and look, Kurt Russell's back. I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's back. Uh, so unfortunately, I was very sad when I found out that Chris Pratt was not voicing child. Peter Quill, because look, I'm sorry, but if Chris Pratt can play an Italian plumber, okay, he can play himself as a young one. Why? Why? You're telling me he couldn't put on a child's voice? I, I guess. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I can't be a voice actor, and that's why I'm not gonna knock Sebastian Stan's voice acting when we get to that episode this time, because now I understand I couldn't do it either. Sebastian, remember the first episode of season one? It, it, his voice acting was like kind of a little bit over the edge. You know, he was, he was like overacting almost a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I don't know. He was okay. I mean, from what from what you've seen so far, has he been better? I don't even know. I mean, to me, from the one episode, well, I mean, the episode. one epi- from the one episode this time, he's not in it as much. So uh, there's really not much to like go off of. Yeah, I guess. I so. just, I just I don't know. Some people, some people are better actors. Than some they're... people are better voice actors than yeah than actual actors. But um, but yeah, I mean, so this episode probably I, I want to say it's one of my favorites of the three. I do like the Happy Hogan episode, but I, I want to say episode two is was my favorite. Um, it just it gives that that different roster of Avengers. It's something we haven't seen before, which is always you know something I like to see when it comes to these kinds of episodes. It's the what if. It's this different scenario that you wouldn't that you would never see in live action. At least you know they show it. Um, you know you have uh yeah. Let's go through this roster. This is actually yeah. a. Uh... This is a, a pretty sick roster. <laughs> well, for one, one thing's for sure, uh, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but Janet Van Dyne isn't in this group either. Well, she's in the quantum realm at this point. And she's still in the quantum realm. Um, but you have you got Hank Pym. Got Hank Pym. You have what, what's Goliath's name? Oh, uh, Bill Foster. Bill Foster. Uh, I guess you consider Howard and Peggy a part of it. I mean, look. They're basically they're 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 the heads of shield. They're Fury at this point. They're Fury, okay. Um, then you have Marvel. Mm-hmm. Wendy Lawson. Wendy Lawson, who is basically Captain Marvel. You have Thor. <laughs> you, have, you have Thor. Thor was Thor was still Thor. You know, he he still looks the same. You know, you know he's sixteen hundred years. Surprisingly, like he seems a lot wiser than how he was in the first Thor movie. He does actually. That is a fair point because. It always kind of felt like with Thor, he was a bit of a brat and like, you know, but I, I think Thor's intelligence level has just been nerfed by recent movies. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, Thor 4, the, the guy's an idiot. You no, know, it's just the fact that in, in like this episode, he's just like, I think the whole reason is because Asgard was destroyed. And I think that's the main reason why he's so serious and focused on like killing this kid. 
Right. Um, but like he who else is part of, he, he's part of the team. King uh track of the leader of Wakanda, uh T'Challa's father. And is that oh, it? and of course uh Bucky. And, and the winter soldier, which was cra- I I was like, Oh, that's the roster. And then he came in, I was like, Oh we gotta we gotta no, the, the reason of him being in the episode is like pretty creative. They're like, Well, look, Mother Russia is so worried about this. That even though this is a bit of an inconsistency, I guess, logically, because, like, you know, history and all that, obviously the Cold War and all that still happened in the MCU. Right. And this is taking place in the mid-1980s when Peter Quill was just a kid. Yes. And basically the problem of it is, (laughs) the problem of it is, is that Russia and the U.S. were not on these terms in the mid-1980s. So mm-hmm. for Russia to just be like, you want our biggest and most bad soldier, here he is. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They were like, oh, Gorbachev wants to end the war before it even starts. And I was like, okay, but like that doesn't make sense to me. But then again, that's me being a, a history buff and reading too much into it. Yeah. So a lot of things play into that episode, which is like, two, one thing, Hope and Peter Quill. They're around the same age. Right. And they both have Walkman. Yeah. Which is cool. And they they make a relation with their moms, which I liked a lot. They have the shit that sticks. The shit that sticks, which made it seem like, okay, we're getting somewhere. I like the connection they're making right now. They got that shared trauma, man. Got that shared trauma. A lot of, a lot of. A lot of dead moms in this, you know. A lot of a lot, like, a lot of dead parents in the MCU. A lot of dead parents in Marvel. You know, it's like it's like you know, DC. You know, you got a lot going on too with your dark shit. You know, Marvel's got some dark shit. We got a lot of dead parents out here. A lot of dead parents. A lot of dead parents. One uh, of my favorite little details of this this episode. So after they capture Peter, he's mm-hmm. locked in the same cage that Loki is locked in in the first Avengers movie. Yes. I thought that was one of the most clever details. Because I'm like, again, again, what are all these what if episodes? They're different versions of the movies. Okay? Pretty much. The this is the Avengers, but instead of 2012, 1985. Yeah. Another thing, too, is that since the Winter Soldier actually stopped, at that point, I feel like he stopped being the Winter Soldier after what he saw. But after that, Tony's parents are still alive. So at that point, does he become Iron Man still? So I guess the question there is basically, does Tony only become Iron Man because his parents are dead? Yeah. They should Which do that. I, I tend to think you're right that he wouldn't because without his dad dying, Tony doesn't take over Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. You know? And then Obadiah doesn't go into the position that he's in. Right. So it's like, what if Tony's parents didn't die? Maybe? Yeah. So because remember, yes, this is a couple of years before Bucky would have killed Howard and Maria. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it's like you know, now he's got his parents still, which is crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah. Uh. Overall, some pretty good fight scenes in this. You had Ego versus the New Avengers. Well, not the new Avengers, like the well, the, the well, not new, but like this different Avengers, different Avengers, right? Um, yeah, you saw you saw some different. You saw Peter 
use his powers as as a young kid, which we never really saw. Well, I mean, we barely got to see Peter use those powers at all. No, you saw it like for a bit in Guardians 2. So here's also the thing. So the final battle in this episode is between, and it's like the final battle, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy 2. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. The only the only thing is that Ego makes various versions of himself, many versions of himself, actually. Right. Uh, and they just keep regenerating. Right. And I thought the fight scenes were really good. I in mean, the same vein, he's just fighting a kid version of Peter this time. This time, yeah. But it was pretty... Ego was, like, still alive. Like, they didn't destroy the planet. They just destroyed the seedling. Right on earth there are still other ones out there so like that's when at the end of the episode thor's like i still have we still have to destroy ego like he's still alive um one thing i like too is the fact that when they're having a beer he's like i like this trick another <laughs> except he doesn't smash it on the floor um Again, that's that's like one of the things about what if is that they they really do not shy away from straight up copying <laughs> No, but you know I liked it because it, it gives me like that the nostalgia when it comes to the other mo- like other movies that have had those lines before. And it's like oh, he still says the line, even mm-hmm. though it's like something different. Uh, uh, he said it. But he it, said it. <clears throat> um, but like, there's just like so many uh, there's so many hidden things they put in in the episodes. I love it. I love stuff like that. It's great. It really is creative, you know. And at the end of the day, I thought, look, I thought this was a pretty good episode, you know. And especially again, seeing the different Avengers lineup mm-hmm. was something really good. Again, Bill Foster, not a main character at all. In fact, he's only had one appearance in the MCU. Wendy Lawson, same thing. And yet here they both are part of the Avengers. I like the idea of bringing in these different characters and letting them like have these moments in the show because. At the end of the day, and we both know this, this show isn't truly canon. It's, yeah, I mean... It it's because, oh, the multiverse, but it... Come on. Like, we all know it's not going to affect the mainline MCU. No, not at all. It's just stories to tell that we never would have gotten to see. That's basically the whole premise of it. I mean, you know, that's what it's all about, is telling the stories that we never got to see. That's what it was. Alrighty, so let's move on to episode three. Happy Hogan saves Christmas. Um, a die-hard Marvel special. Die- <laughs> pretty much. Uh, pretty much is what it is. Yeah, so this one, uh, as I was thinking about it, because I've been saying, oh, you know, all of these episodes have a movie companion. And I'm looking through the Marvel movies, I'm like, eh, no, it's not really an Ultron. I mean, kind of because of the Ultron bots, but like not really... You know, and when you say Die Hard, I'm like, now nah, that makes total sense. Complete total sense. Yeah. I mean, this episode, I liked for a reason that Happy turns into a version of the Hulk. Yes. So, to give the skinny, Avengers Holiday Party, huge undertaking. For some reason, Darcy Lewis is working for Happy Hogan. Okay. Um, by the way, sidebar, is Maria Hill director of S.H.I.E.L.D. in this episode? I don't know. Because I don't think they mentioned Fury, right? I don't 
think so. They Maybe called her Director Hill. Oh, um, yeah. I guess she's director. Yeah, what happened to Fury? Maybe he was, like, dead. Quote-unquote quote dead. Maybe. Maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. But either way, skinny but is Justin Hammer wants to take down the holiday party and take the Hulk's blood. <laughs> and where have we seen this before? Oh, the finale of She-Hulk, where they were trying to steal her blood before she cut it away and made it something completely different. Yeah, I mean, listen, I gotta say one thing. Justin Hammer, the fact that he hired two guys, that's it. <laughs> he hired two guys that can't do jack shit. They, they can't even break open a door with a sledgehammer. It's like, bro. But, like, and then Tony's experimenting on Bruce's blood. Like, well, well like, only both, a Tony. Both of those actually kind of seem like they're in line with the characters a bit. Justin Hammer, if anything, has always been a less competent version of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. You know? So, for him to only hire two goons kind of makes sense, given the fact that you know, he basically, in Iron Man 2, he basically is like, oh, you know, let me trust the Russian super bad guy to be my guy. It's like, come on, you an idiot. And of course, Vanko is going to betray you. And in the same vein here, I mean, he's always been a step behind Tony. Well, yeah. And as for Tony experimenting on Bruce's blood, I don't think that's any worse than what he tried to do with Ultron. I mean, yeah, this Ultron was a lot worse. You know, look at the results of that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was his fault. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, I was going to go into that. Um, yeah, so a lot of different things happening here. A lot of uh, nostalgic things from other movies happened. So the main reason why Hammer got into Avengers Tower was because Jarvis was on, uh, like basically it was like a holiday break. He was on shut down mode for a little bit, let him reboot the systems. Stuff yeah, like he was that. temporarily shut down, right? Temporarily shut down just to, you know, relax a little bit. Because, you know, he's working artificial intelligence. He needs a little break, you know. So, uh, basically, that's how he got in. There was no security whatsoever. You know, oh, nothing's going to happen on, on, you know, during the holiday party. You know, don't listen to me, Tony. That's okay. You know, happy muttering off themselves. Uh, the the thing about Happy in this episode is that, so, you know what Happy in this episode reminds me of? You can tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. What other great movie starring a slightly overweight white guy running around trying to save the day from a bunch of intruders happens at Christmas? Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> to me... This was Happy Hogan, Mall Avenger, Tower Avenger, whatever you want to call him. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna say Violent Night. That's that's different. Although that's also a good movie. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Happy. Happy is just like. I mean, it was funny watching him. You know, throughout the episode, it was he was great. Uh, you had Darcy on the sidelines also. Right. Which was pretty good. Um. But I mean. One of the, I think one of the best scenes was when uh, Justin Hammer got the Hulk Buster suit. Oh yeah, and he starts. He there's like another Hulk versus Hulk Buster fight, and he's like punching him in the face, like when Tony punched Bruce in the face multiple times. Right. He's like, you know, go sleep, go sleep, go sleep. Uh, that scene. Go sleep, go sleep, go sleep, go sleep. They even had the uh, 
the nostalgic shot from when the Avengers are fighting the Sokovian base. All oh, right. Ultron. Right. They also had that scene too. So there's a lot of different things. they. I tell you, there's a lot of different things they put into these episodes, just like the little details that you, that you know, that you've seen before that automatically you're like, Oh, that's from there. That's, that's sick that they just like redid that. That's awesome. It really, really works. You know, especially when you put it in the context of like, look at this show and look at how happy Hogan finally gets his moment. You know, it truly is. It truly is a, a twist on it in a way where frankly you know what marvel has had a lot of heroes who have always been the center of the spotlight tony cap thor so when you give a chance for a side character to really be like the hero of the story even in something as crazy as what if it works if that character is a likable character and happy hogan is perhaps one of the most likable side characters in the entire mcu no, he is. He definitely is. Um, I mean, he from the very beginning has always been a funny character, and the fact that they chose they chose him, you know, Happy Hogan to save Christmas, makes a lot of sense. You know, he was always been a favorite from Iron Man movies, even in some. You know of what's it. funny is that he really didn't become a favorite for me until Spider Man Homecoming. No, that's when like he was like really like. He was used for like funny purposes, as always. Yeah. But, you know? uh, so one of my favorite little details of this episode is how he becomes the Hulk completely by accident. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He didn't mean to. Sh- yeah, shoot himself. He didn't, he didn't mean to shoot himself up. Yeah, I mean, but he fucking does it by accident. He does it by accident. And then yeah. it creates this whole scenario with him. And look, I love how. So the timing of this episode, they switched it up, where beginning of the episode, they show this big purple monster bursting through the floor. And and the Avengers, you see Tony Stark, you see Cap and everybody, and it's like, oh shit, how the fuck, who are they fighting? Who who is this guy? And then only after he gets injected do I go like, holy fuck, that's happening. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know what's crazy is that when they started fighting him, like after we knew who it was, but we knew who it was, obviously. But like Cap was like, Is that happy? And like, yeah, no, Cap so- recognizes him. It's a monster. Like, I knew it was happy. Cap fucking recognizes him, which is fucking hysterical. Mm. It's hilarious. You know? So I I and by the way, that is a very cap thing that he would be like the one that knows it. And not Tony, who's been the guy's friend for fucking twenty years. I don't know. Cap Cap's like, I understood that reference. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then eventually they're like, "Hang on, no, we have to be fighting the guy in the Hulkbuster, not 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 the Hulk." You know. He's like, "Hi guys." <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, but look, this episode—I thought this was like the most fun episode of the three. You know, huh. kind of the most lighthearted because, again, think about the villain. Justin Hammer is like a very lighthearted villain. Mm-hmm. You know, like he cracks a lot of jokes. He hasn't been back in, since the second. Iron Man movie. Unless you count that uh, appearance in All Hail the King, the Marvel short, the one well, shot. That too. But, but yeah, no, I am right. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, happy, you know, saved Christmas. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So. 
I, I enjoyed it. Definitely, definitely up there with the with the episodes that I enjoyed a lot. Right. Um, but yeah, overall, these first three episodes were very good. I'm happy with them. Uh and now we will, you know, finish up here. And our next episode will we will be discussing episodes four, five, and six. Yep. Um but yeah, uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and you now go and watch or not watch go and listen to yeah, our uh, we don't have a watch thing we don't have a watch thing yet we should get a watch thing uh hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to uh our comments on episodes one two and three of what if season two um we will be back with four or five and six of season two uh shortly <laughs> yeah, well for us shortly but for that shortly for you probably a day yeah so <laughs> For uh, both of us here, for now, at the M&N Marvel Mania Podcast, I have been Mike. And I've been Nick. And we will see you, in, well, me and you will we'll see them in like five minutes. But they'll see us in a little bit. They'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>